Welcome to the Lifehouse Podcast. Our aim is that together we can love God, love others as we walk each step with Christ. We hope you find this message practical, encouraging and life-giving. Be blessed. I love the Holy Spirit and I think it's really exciting that we are all sitting down right now, even though it can seem a bit like I see Craig stretching his legs, you know, we kind of need to stretch our legs a little bit and it's a little bit hard. But the exciting thing is, is that if you've read Acts 2, which I love, you'll realise that it was actually whilst they were sitting that the Holy Spirit came. That's what it says, whilst they were sitting, the Holy Spirit came. So let's be expectant. Uh, ready for God to to come, for His Holy Spirit to come and to speak to us. Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is such an important part that Jesus has released after He died and then rose again and went up to heaven. He sent us His Holy Spirit and that is how we can experience the indwelling Spirit of God. Isn't that great? I I think that's amazing. I really do. We're going to read... from our verse for today, which I'll probably read too many times, but it is, it's exciting three verses. It comes from Genesis 28, which says, When Jacob awoke from his sleep, sorry, slight context, um, Jacob had basically, basically been running for his life because his brother Esau wanted to kill him. Um, Jacob had stolen Esau's birthright, um, and so he was a little bit mad, you could say. And so he, he ran away and he ends up in this place called Luz where he um, goes and falls asleep. It's, I'm assuming it's night time and so that's what you do at night time. He has a nap um, and this is where we, we read it. He just, just had an um, amazing dream, amazing revelation from God where he sees these, these angels ascending and descending on this stairway from heaven to earth. Um, and he wakes up, it says in verse 16, When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. Oh, there's so much in that. Um, But first of all, basically what happened, Jacob awoke physically. You know, he, he physically woke up, probably did a little yawn and said, Wow, God is in this place and I was not aware of it. He didn't just wake up spirit, uh, physically, he actually woke up spiritually. He, he, he started to wake up in, in his understanding of that God is actually here, that His presence is actually here. And he wasn't aware of it. He was already here and he wasn't aware of it. He, he woke up. One of my all-time favourite verses is from Isaiah 50 verse 4, which says, The Sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning. He wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. What's with that? Usually when, you know, you wake up, you're fully awake. You're not just like, you know, oh, I'm awake, but my left kidney's still asleep. Like you you fully, you know, you're awake. But he, he's insisting, no, first God wakes me up, but then He wakes my ears up. You know, I'm, I'm awake physically, but then, but then I'm, I'm, 
awakened spiritually, to be able to hear the voice of God, to be able to discern and understand what He's saying to me, saying to the church, saying to those people around me. And so this morning, my prayer is that we wake up. Uh, maybe you're already awake, and I am so grateful. Who's awake this morning? Woohoo! I'm praying that God starts to stir something up in, in each of us, whether you've been to church your whole life or whether it's your first time here today, God sees you, He loves you, He's called you and He doesn't want to do life without you. That's why He sent us His Holy Spirit because He so just wants to be with you and also because we really need Him because without Him, what are we going to do? We need Him as well. But he just, he just loves you so much. And so my prayer this morning is that we, we're awake to that that we're awake to the Holy Spirit and what He's saying to us. So I'm just going to pray. And if you want to pray with me, feel free to reach out your hand. And, um, and you know, if you've got the gift of, of tongues, we're allowed to speak in tongues. Don't sing in tongues. You can speak in tongues. <laughs> or just offer your own prayer to, before God. Father, we just come before You right now and we just say thank You. Thank You, Lord, that You have given us Your Holy Spirit. Thank You that You have given us Your Son that You sacrificed Yourself on the cross for us so that we could know You and have a personal relationship with You. Father, we thank You so much for that. And I pray this morning that You will awake us. We ask, God, that You awaken us and that You awaken our ears, Lord. We don't just want to be awake and walking around and just ticking off the boxes and doing things that we've always done. Lord, we want to be awake to what Your Holy Spirit is saying to us. Jesus, we want to be awake and listening, leaning our head on your chest, not missing a beat of your heart that you have for us and for your people. So Lord, will you come and will you move in a mighty way this morning? We give this time over to you. This is not my words. This is not just a, um, a nice occasion that we get to come together, God. We, we come together to hear from you, to experience you, to lay ourselves down before you as you laid yourself down for us. So we give you all the praise, all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Who, who's feeling awake? Yes. Yes. Turn to somebody next to you and say, are you awake? Are you awake? Cool. Cool. Lots of noise. I think people are awake. So going back to this, this story, we find Jacob awake, realizing, woohoo. You know, God's already here. Like, that's amazing. His presence is here. I think that's exciting when we have that revelation ourselves and we realize that God's here. But then what does he do? It's, you know, I guess something that we would all do. He finds the, the, the stone. That was a joke, by the way, because I don't know if anyone would do this. Um, the stone that he had been sleeping on, and he, he, he lifts it up and he pours oil over it. Normal. Yes. <laughs> In other words, you could say that he turned his pillow into a pillar. My message title this morning is From Pillows to Pillars. From Pillows to Pillars. Turn to somebody and say, From Pillows to Pillars. Bit of wordplay. From Pillows to Pillars. Now, it's not that, you know, it was, it was bad that, um, that Jacob used it as a pillow. Um, it's kind of weird because, yeah, not comfy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose to sleep on that. Like, 
It's very weird. You would have thought he probably had another option. But, you know, obviously he didn't. So he slept on a wrong, uh, uh, wrong, (laughs) slept on a rock, which isn't wrong. Um, But to me, the point of this story is, is actually how God did something so much bigger with, with the rock than what he imagined when he used it as a pillow. It became a pillar. It marked the place of God's presence. So what is a pillar? A pillar literally means, if we can get that up, it's um, in the original language. I thought, you know, it was just like a big cement post that holds up a building, which it is. But here, this is what it means. It means to stand or to take a stand, to be appointed. And I love that word, to be appointed. So Jacob, once he wakes up, He's, he's physically awake, he's spiritually awake. What he does, he, he, he stretches and yawns and thinks, that was a lovely night's sleep on my rock. And then he lifts it up, appointing the rock, which for those who can't read it, it's what's written there. He appoints the rock. He says, right here in this place is where God's presence is. And so I'm going to take a stand. This rock is going to physically take a stand to say that it is appointed by God that this place is a place of his presence. Now, do you know that you have been appointed by God? Let's read it in John 15. This is Jesus talking. He said, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you do, whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. It says, I have appointed you so that you may bear fruit and fruit that will last. Do you know that God has appointed you for a higher purpose? And sometimes we can just think, you know, like we're we're fine just doing the things that we've done every day. We're fine just, you know, maybe coming along to church and saying, yes, we've, we've done that. But God doesn't just want us to slumber. He doesn't just want us to sleep and to miss that his presence is here. So he has appointed us. He has placed his spirit inside of us and said, I want you to mark a place of my presence so that when people walk past you, they say, wow, that person carries the presence of God. Wow, there is something different about that person. They are standing up, they are taking a stand and they are appointed by God, bearing fruit that isn't just going to fade away. You know, not just um, making money just to pay the bills and to get things done, but to actually have fruit and fruit that will last eternally. And that's what Jacob did when he, he stood this rock up. He was saying, it's actually got a higher purpose. So yes, we're a bit like Jacob. We need to wake up. But also we're a bit like the rock. Not Dwayne Johnson. He's had a few references lately. Not Dwayne Johnson. A bit like the rock that, that God wakes us up from our slumber. And he sits us up and he appoints us for a higher calling. It makes me think. What other things in our life that maybe right now we, we kind of pass by? You know, we may be snoozing on. We're, we're resting on. We're just, you know, treating it as, you know, it's just work. It's just a job. Or this is just my family. Maybe God has actually placed you in a specific 
place, in a specific family, in a specific job, so that he has appointed you for people to see, wow, this is where God's presence is. So he actually wants to do something far more with you in your life than what you knew when you first signed up for that work or said yes to that opportunity or married that person or had those crazy kids or went to that church, you know, that God actually wants to say, okay, these pillows in your life, these things that maybe you're just gliding over that you're snoozing on, he wants to awake and he wants to appoint and say, hey, right here, this is where my presence is. My presence, I wake up and realize surely the Lord is in this place. Surely that's all we need to do as Jacob demonstrated. We just need to wake up when we're at work and think, the Lord is here. Surely the Lord is here right now. I'm going I'm to listen out for an opportunity to, to share with someone and encourage someone to wake up and, and realize, surely the Lord is, is in my home. Surely the Lord is, is in my finance. Surely the Lord is in my health. You know, there's a Bible verse that says God will work all things for the good of those who, are, um, who know him, who are called according to his purposes. And if you have given your life to Jesus, he wants to work all things for good. And so maybe there's, there's things in your life that you chose because it's what suited you at the time. Or maybe it's because, um, you know, you had no other choice like sleeping on a rock. And so you thought, oh, all right, need to do that. Or maybe it's things that happened to you which you didn't choose and you didn't want and they have actually hurt you and have caused ramifications. But whatever it is, whatever happens, God wants to use you. He wants to pour his spirit out on you. He wants to anoint you and appoint you wherever you are for us to wake up and realize, surely the Lord is in my hurt. Surely the Lord is in my loneliness Surely the Lord is, is with me right now in this place of stress or this place of anxiety, this place of fear. Surely the Lord is, is in my health and in the decisions that I'm going to be making. Surely the Lord is here and I was unaware of it. He is here. He paid a great price so that he could be here. So what happens after Jacob sets up this rock? We read in um, Genesis 28 that um, he, he sets the rock up um, and then it says he, he poured oil over it, which is a bit weird again for us, <laughs> this whole setting, because the only time we ever pour oil over something is when we're about to fry it, right? But I don't think fried rock would taste any good. I think it would taste a lot like well-done steak. Who likes well-done steak? Come, come after, I'll give you a slice of the rock. You can try that. I forgot what I was saying now. Um, he pours oil. Oh, I've got oil. He pours oil over it. It does look a little bit like urine. But it's not. Just thought I'd give you a bit of peace of mind. Peace of mind. Um... <laughs> After Jacob stands the rock up and appoints it, he pours oil over it, which if you've read, you know, a bit of your Bible, you'll discover that oil in the Bible often represents the Holy Spirit. 
It often represents when God is anointing someone. Like when um, Samuel went up to David, who was out in the field, and he anointed him with oil to be the king. Um, but what's ha- what happens when someone pours oil on something or on, on someone? It means that, yes, they are um, anointed by God, but it means that God's spirit rests upon that person. And so what happens is he, he pours out his um, oil, appoint, uh, anointing the rock. So this rock is first appointed and then it's anointed. Hey, I love that because often preachers like to say appointed and anointed. Uh, but this is actually a verse where I can. It's literally in there. It's appointed and it's anointed. Did you know that you are appointed and anointed? That God has poured out His Holy Spirit on us, on His church. He has drenched every single one of us with His oil of the Holy Spirit so that we can go out in strength, in boldness, in courage to proclaim the news of the gospel. Let me read in um, 2 Corinthians 1, just in case you don't believe me. It says, In um, verse 21, now it is God who makes us both and you stand firm in Christ. Could we say appointed? He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is available for every single person. You know, back in the day, the, the indwelling spirit of God was, was more for a select few who had, you know, something that God wanted them to do. But God's got something that he wants all of us to do. He wants us to be his church and to build his church, to carry his presence and to carry his anointing. I talked about Acts 2 just before, but I, I love it. So I'm going to talk about it again. That's what happened at Acts 2. And, and um, Peter, one of the disciples, he gets up and he says, when the Holy Spirit had been, been poured out, people came together. They got filled with the Holy Spirit. He said, this is what God has, has promised us. He says that I will pour out my spirit on all people. On all people, not just on a few, not just on the ones who have ticked the boxes and done everything right, but on all people who come before him. Even if your background has been messy, even if your yesterday has been messy, when we come before Jesus, cry out to him, ask him into our lives. He says, yes, all right, you are appointed and anointed. You are appointed and anointed by the Holy Spirit. I remember when I um, first encountered the Holy Spirit, um, my life literally was turned upside down. Um, I went, basically, I felt like I was a bit of a different person. And I I felt God's anointing, not just in um, my things that I was doing at church, but in every single little, small, mundane, pillow, rock thing of my life. I felt that God was lifting it up and it became a pillar. Like, I remember walking down the street to catch my bus and on that street, I, I used to kind of look down and um, be worried about what I looked like, be worried about my friends and guys and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But I remember after that experience, literally the next day, I was walking down there and I was praying. I was like, wow, God, thank you for this opportunity that I get to go into my school and to, to preach the good news, to, to encourage people and to tell them about Jesus. And, and I remember praying and I was just like claiming the words that God has spoken over me. And, and, and then I remember going on the bus and um, back, in, back in my day, we used to listen to the radio. 
And there was these songs that would go on that uh, people would play at, um, you know, kind of gatherings and stuff and everyone would know the lyrics to it. And I was like, that used to be my time in the bus to memorise the song so I looked like I knew that, what I was doing. Not cool. Steph's like, oh. <laughs> but praise God for the Holy Spirit. After, after I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I remember on the, going on the bus, listening to worship music, just praising God. Sitting down, I wasn't standing up because, not because of COVID, but anyway, not to be too weird. I remember going to school and looking for every opportunity I could to tell people about Jesus. Coming home, not just doing homework, doing homework and reading my Bible and memorizing verses. It just like every single area of my life, things that I used to be totally oblivious to, totally unaware. They went from they went from me just kind of skipping over and forgetting about to being appointed and anointed. I just felt God's anointing everywhere that I walked. And that is what God has called us to when he's put his spirit inside of us. It's not just these once-off kind of occasions. It's actually everywhere we go, everything we do, whatever room that we're in that God wants to be using us, that his presence is is on us. That He's saying, I have marked you. This verse said, um, he has set his seal of ownership on us. And that's what he's done with his Holy Spirit. Let's see if I can show it. It's probably going to go everywhere. But that's what happens, you know, when the Holy Spirit is, is poured out. It's going to go on my Bible. He pours his Spirit out and it just covers every single area of our lives. He pours his spirit out on us, his anointing out on us, and we can't help but see it overflow. Do you know what I'm saying? We can't help. It's not just a, a church thing anymore. It's not just a, um, once a once a week thing. It's everywhere we go, everything that we're doing, God's anointing is flowing. His spirit is flowing. His presence is there. We're awakened to the fact that surely the Lord is in this place. Surely the Lord is in this place. God has appointed you, he has anointed you, and he has called us to turn pillows into pillars. And I just pray this morning that you're going through things in your mind and just thinking, okay, what can I do to, to, to make that stand? What can I do to, to be awakened in, in the mundane things of my life? There was this time when um, I was probably a little bit too Super spiro, <laughs> um, super spiritual, you know, that's the words we say if you're super spiro, super spiritual. Um, I was praying that God would use me in like a really spectacular way. I was like, okay, God, just, just give me like a location and a time and I'll rock up there and I'll believe that you have called me there for a specific reason, okay, and then I'll pray or maybe I'll preach or maybe I'll see someone saved or see someone healed. Um, and so I was praying and look, I don't, I honestly don't really know. I, I feel like it could have just been me. It could have been God, probably a mix. Um, but I felt like God said, okay, on this, on this date, you need to go to Woolies. <laughs> you need to go to this specific aisle at this time, and uh, I'm going to tee a little something up for you. So, <laughs> yeah, you're looking at me like, well, gosh, why is she preaching? <laughs> um, I remember going there, and um, guess what? No one was there. <laughs> Literally no one was in the aisle. There wasn't even someone stocking shelves. I was just there, and I'm like, okay, 
cool. And, you know, there's only so long that you can, you can stay um, in a place without looking like you're loitering. So um, I bought some crisps um, and I ended up sitting on the bench outside that people sit on to soak up the free Wi-Fi. And I was there eating my crisps and I said g'day to the old guy next to me. I'm like, maybe this is the person I need to talk to. Wasn't. Um, and I thought, what am I doing here? So I packed up my crisps and I went um, down to the underground car park. And as I was walking to my car, I bumped into my old neighbour from Nan. Um, she's this lovely old lady. And I was, um, you know, a bit, when you see someone out of a context, it's a little bit, whoa. But anyway, I'd, I'd seen her. And um, so we said hi and I asked her how she was going. My parents had just filled me in that her husband had recently passed away um, and so I just yeah just said how are you going and um, she was obviously like very emotional and she started to to cry um, and I just asked if I could pray for her and I kid you not the presence of God was just poured out over that encounter and this this lady we'd invited her to church a few times she wasn't really keen but her heart was soft and she was ready to to hear and um she just walked away just she she said that she just felt this real peace of god and it was just this moment that god had set up that he poured his anointing out he poured his holy spirit out on and she had this real encounter with god and i just think it's so interesting that i was kind of hoping it would be in this spectacular sort of well, that's not really spectacular, this kind of, you know, super specific way. But it was actually over just something mundane when I'd, when I'd said, all right, you know, God's going to use me whatever way. He just, he does. He just wants to use us and, and wants us to be awake and aware of what he's going to do through us. That there's a hurting community out there of people who need to know God. And God, yeah, it's just amazing to see God work. And I know that he wants to do that through you, that he has anointed you, he's appointed you. And he's placed you where you are to turn some pillows into pillars and see people find God. We're going to go back one last time to Genesis 28 um, to see what, what Jacob does next once he's sat this rock up, poured the oil over it. It says um, from verse 17, he was afraid after he'd said, surely the Lord is in this place. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head, set it up as a pillar, poured oil on top of it, anointed and appointed. And then he called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. What do you get when you have a, a group full of people who are appointed and anointed, that the Holy Spirit is poured out. Well, we realise from Acts that people were saved, people were set free, people realised that they had a higher calling and a higher purpose, they came together, they were unified, and the needs of the people were met. In other words, you get the church. And Bethel isn't just a, a um, church in America. Bethel literally means the house of God. And when God has called us together, that is, that is what we become. When we are appointed, we're anointed, we literally together become the house of God. I love it. That's why these three verses are so exciting that it's like he takes us through that process of being called out, being chosen, standing up, receiving that anointing, that appointing. And then together we are called with a mission to be the church and to build the church. Let's read from 
uh, 1 Peter 2. It says, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house from pillows to pillars. God has called us to, to together come together to be built into a spiritual house. Our mission is to be the church and to build the church. Our mission is to be the church and to build the church. But it's, it's interesting to know here that it says like living stones, that we are to be like living stones. Who is the living stone? It says Jesus Christ. Jesus is the living stone. One last verse for this morning. Matthew 16, Jesus gathers his disciples together and he says, what about you? Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock... I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now this verse has been the reason for a lot of controversy um, controversy in the church um, because it kind of seems like Jesus is saying to Peter, you know, upon you, I will build my church. But one of the reasons why we read that verse just before is that that was the words of Peter who says, you know, we are like living stones being built together. Like our firm foundation is the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Some commentators say that, um, suggest that as Jesus was, was talking to Peter, he was actually pointing to himself when he said, upon this rock, I will build my church. You know, our rock, our foundation is always Jesus Christ. And the only way that we can be raised up, the only way that we can be appointed and anointed, that we can turn pillows into pillars is because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came down from heaven to earth. He, he lived the life that we couldn't live. He was the Creator. He walked amongst His creation. He saw the pain. He saw the tragedy. He saw the sin and He knew that we couldn't get ourselves out of there, that we couldn't build ourselves up and, and be good enough and, 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 and do what we needed to do. And so He said, okay, I am the rock, but I am choosing to lay my life down. I am choosing to lay my life down so that these people can be raised up, so that you can be raised up. God has laid His life down for you. He's laid His life down for me. And He said, upon this rock, you know, he was dripping in the glory of God, dripping in the anointing of God. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome it. And the reason why the gates of hell will not overcome it is because Jesus, He, he is the ultimate rock. 
He, you know, Dwayne Johnson's got nothing on Jesus. Jesus is so strong that he couldn't even, um, death couldn't even hold him down. He rose up again after three days victorious. He was standing upon sin, upon death, so that we too could rise up, so that we could stand with him as living stones, appointed and anointed, ready to carry um, ready to carry the message of the gospel to those who are hurting, lost and perishing. God has called you. He has anointed you. He has appointed you. He loves you. He laid down His life for you. And so I want to do a little bit of, of prayer. I think it was amazing at youth camp that although, you know, you weren't able to, to worship, there was a lot of prayer. So I just want to do a little bit of prayer. Um, but first of all, if I could just ask everyone to close their eyes. I just want to give an opportunity. If you feel like you have never, in that term we were talking about, been awakened to realise, oh, surely the Lord is here. Surely the Lord is in this place. Surely the Lord is Jesus Christ and He laid down His life. And you want to give your life over to Him and build your life upon Him, the the firm foundation, the rock of Jesus Christ. I just want to ask you um, in a moment just to pop up your hand. um, And then I want to pray with you. We want to give you a Bible and help support you because that is the best decision that you can ever make. So yeah, if that's that's you right now and you're saying, yeah, I... I need that. I want to be awakened to God. I want to give my life over to Him. Will you pop your hand up in the air? And I'll see it and then you can pop it right back down. Just give a few moments. We're going to pray together and... um, if you feel like God is, yeah, knocking on the door of your heart and, and you want to answer and open that door and let Him in, I encourage you to, um, yeah, to chat with, with one of the pastors here or chat with Pastor George at Connect Point. Um, but I'm just going to pray right now and then um, I'll lead you in one last prayer. Father God, we just thank You that You did lay Your life down for us. God, we did not deserve it. But I thank You, Lord, that You saw us in our slumber and You knew that we were on the road to death and You caught us out, that You... You picked us apart, Lord, and that you lifted us up. We thank you, Jesus, for laying your life down. We want to give you all the glory and all the praise, God. And I pray for, for anyone who's making that decision right now, Lord Jesus, that, um, that you really cement that in their hearts, that they will understand and recognize it is the best decision that they will ever make, Lord. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. And now lastly, I just want to pray for anyone who feels like, they want to be awakened, who's, who's realised, okay, there are some things in my life that I am treating like pillows that God wants to raise up and use as a pillar for people to see, wow, the presence of God is in that person. The presence of God is here, that, that God is in that person and I, I want that. And so if there's anyone, like, let's, let's close, our head, close our heads, let's close our eyes one last time. Um, and if that's you this morning, you're saying, yeah, I want to be awakened. I want to experience that anointing of God just poured out over my life and, and in every area of my life to be awakened to Him, not just physically, but, but spiritually. Will you pop your hand up in the air as well? And, and I just want to pray for you that God will really just awaken you. Let's do it. Father God, we just thank you that you 
um, you have awakened us right now. And I just pray, Lord, as we go into this time of worship, that you'll be stirring things inside of us, Lord, that you'll be reminding us of, of promises that you have given us before. Father, we thank you for your promises in your word that you have called us out, that you have anointed us and that you have appointed us, that we are precious to you, Lord Jesus. And so, God, I just ask right now for your Holy Spirit just to fall on every single person. And I pray even tomorrow as we go into work, as we um, are at home or whatever it is that we're doing, school, uni, Lord, I just pray, God, that um, people will see a difference in our lives and that we will feel a difference in our lives, that we will understand that we are walking with you that you have made a promise in your word, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And for that, God, we do want to lay our lives down. We say thank you. God, we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for joining us this week. If you wish to connect with us, please send an email to info at life.house or come and see us at 170 Adelaide Road, Murray Bridge. And remember, the door is always open for you at Lifehouse. God's house, our home.